Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in to the Survivor Now podcast. The content is coming up shortly, but first we got to pay some bills. Okay, we are so excited to tell you guys about this great partnership we now have with our good friend Katie over at Katie Tedesco Art. Since 2015, Katie has been running the original Survivor fan shop where she creates Survivor trading cards, Survivor idol keychains, Big Brother keys, and more. We have been huge fans of hers ever since we started ordering our own items. We're huge fans of the Survivor trading cards. I even got my favorite, John Cochran. You can order them in packs, say an entire season, or you can also order your favorite Survivor Castaways cards in individual packs as well. The items come in a timely manner and are handled with care to make sure you, as a customer, are never disappointed. You can check out all of her cool work over at our Etsy site. The link is in our Instagram bio, so just head on over, let her know Survivor Now sent you, and give her a follow. You can find her on Insta, at Katie Tedesco Art. That's all one word, and that's Katie Tedesco, T-E-D-E-S-C-O, Art. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Survivor Now podcast. As always, my name is Randy, and I am back. I'm a little bit more tan, I'm a little bit more burnt, but I am back from my vacation, my cruise vacation, so it's good to be back. Yeah, definitely <laughs> facial hair is coming in a little bit. Uh, no Abraham tonight, but that's okay, because we have the guy here, one of the guys who started it all with me. Uh, we've this got week? Will back this week. Will, how are you doing, my friend? It's been a couple hey. of weeks we've spoke. It, it has. Uh, I'm glad to be back. You know, I just kind of got busy with, you know, going on vacation and, and doing a lot of other stuff. But I'm happy to be back and talking to uh, Survivor. How was uh, how was vacation? Did you enjoy it? It was fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got super tan and didn't get burnt at all. I, I went to Myrtle Beach. Oh, uh, you didn't get burnt like at two all? two weeks ago. What? Nope, I don't. How do you I go to burn. Myrtle Beach? What? That is, I don't believe that one second. I can't believe that. What? I was like, I, I went out and I tanned once uh, on the cruise, like one day. And I had yeah. like a button up shirt, but it was unbuttoned. So then I have like this straight burn going down my chest and my stomach. Like mm -hmm. obviously where the, the button down shirt, like when I had that separated wasn't buttoned yeah uh so that didn't get tanned but like straight down everything was just burnt and miserable yeah no uh, i haven't used sunscreen since 2005 <laughs> so. oh that's like a gift that's like a superpower my friend uh and, yes, see, and this is the thing after after the cruise i was like i still want to go on survivor but I'm like, uh, I know like I'm going to get burnt day one and just get like by the end of it, I'm just going to be like melted like gonna be a lobster. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh, well, well, we both went on our our own vacations and now we are back to talk about the show that we all love. I've got some news to share with you guys first, though. Next Friday is when, sorry, my dog is barking in the background. You might be able to hear that. I don't know what he's barking at. Um, but next Friday, we are going to be discussing the finale. It's it's crazy. It's crazy that we're already at the finale of season 42. Uh, I don't know, Will, you don't know if you'll be able to join us next Friday? Yeah, it depends how, well, like what time y'all are starting, but I might have uh, some stuff to do. So hopefully, hopefully if not, have can... fun. 
Yeah, hopefully we can get Will on for just a few minutes, if anything. Uh, but I will be joined yeah. by Abraham. He will be back uh, next Friday. And we will also be joined by a contestant from the past season of Survivor Australia, Blood versus Water. But she is an American, and you might know her family. We will be joined by Nina Twine. Uh, Sandra's daughter, and I know you guys all know Sandra. She's going to hop on here and discuss the season and the finale, so make sure you tune into that podcast. It's going to be a great one. Oh, and by the way, do you want to meet Abraham? Do you want to meet our co-anchor? Well, make sure to make uh, make it out to Los Angeles next Wednesday for the finale. Bryce and Wendell presents. They're having a huge party out in Los Angeles. I would be there myself if I wasn't having shoulder surgery. So uh, wish me the best of luck and you guys go out to Los Angeles and have the most fun and make sure uh, to take a photo with Abraham. If you make it out there and tag us as well on Instagram, uh, show us that you are supporting our friend Abe. Abe is uh, flying back from from somewhere in the world right now. So we, we're excited <laughs> to have him back next week. But all right, my phone just switched from like light mode to dark mode. So that means it's time to get into this Survivor episode before it gets too late and we start yawning on here and everything. So real quick, Will, we didn't have an episode last week because of the whole vacation fiasco. So I wanted to talk about how this episode began. It starts off with Lindsay coming back. Uh, with the rest of the tribe after tribal council. And she is on a high. She is feeling really good at the moment, happy with how everything worked out. And she survived the do or die advantage. So Will, now that you've seen the do or die advantage again, what are, what's your opinions on this, this advantage? No, I never liked it. I don't like any twist where if you don't the right thing, then you just get instantly removed. And I'm, glad that both times it happened it was a failure uh i think it's probably my least favorite tower glass because it's like you never, it's like all right you picked the wrong box ever i never liked the twist and i'm glad that you know Lindsay was able to survive and she has every reason to be like on this like high because she she was safe she got out uh, her target now has an idol and she's on top of the world she's playing such an amazing game with omar and you know if i were in their shoes i'd be really confident you know <laughs> No, no, I, I feel she's she's got she's like you said, she's got every reason to feel on top of the world. But I'm with you. It, it's a terrible mm -hmm. twist. Absolute Absolutely. terrible twist. And I could add on to it. I know I spoke um, with Abe about this a few weeks ago. I spoke on the Speaking Llama podcast and the Slaying the Dragon podcast about this. And I'm going to speak about it later. But it's repetitive, too. We're doing the same thing that we did in season 41. Hopefully this is the last time because it's really like. Yeah. You can look at it. Yes, it's a part of the game. It's a uh, to have twists and advantages. It's all a part of the show, and we all love it. it. It makes us on the edge of our seats or puts us on the edge of our seats and everything. But this is a twist that you have no control over. Yes, you yeah. could say you do have control. You can sit out of the challenge. Okay, but like you're taking away the competitiveness of like competitors. You're taking yeah. that away from them. Um, and say, no, nah, we just don't want you to compete. We want you to sit out, basically. Or have this one in three shot, which is just stupid. If my if my time in the game ended on a one in three shot, I would be irate. I'd be pissed. And especially, I wouldn't be competing in the challenge. doesn't matter how safe I am or, or what, because I'm looking across the way, and I see Jonathan, who's this behemoth, 
who's been yeah. killing like these physical challenges and there's a physical challenge right in front of me and you expect me to play against Jonathan. No, there's no chance. I'm going to win that challenge. Absolutely none. So you're, yeah. How many people sat? Four people sat. Correct? All but two. All, all but two. All but two. That's a fun is... challenge to watch for us. <laughs> we just want to watch two people instead of everyone else having to compete. It's just it's, nothing about yeah. it is 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 great. Nothing about this advantage is great. No. And one thing I want to point out too, it's you know retake on the classic money hall problem, and we've all heard that you should always switch crates you know, in the multi-hall problem and in both times, in both seasons, uh, they stuck to the guns and, you know, it worked out beautifully for uh, the two people. I think it was Deshaun last season. Uh, so I like, the, I feel like it just kind of pokes fun at everyone, pokes fun at the producers because I don't think they the result that they wanted pokes fun at the nerds who always say, Oh, you should always switch, you know, boxes during the money hall. So <laughs> I like it for that reason. I, I was saying that I was like, yeah. definitely you always need to switch. I know John Cochran said that in, um, the one season where he's like, Oh, it's a money hall, hall problem. You always got to switch. And a guy just looked back and said, shut up, Cochran. <laughs> just, would you, you know, would you trust yourself? Will to choose the right one? No, <laughs> not, not at all. I'm um, so unlucky. No. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I same way. I would never trust me to make that decision. Um, some other stuff that happens here. Lindsay is, is, also happy because she's going to make the final five for amulet advantage. Remember that thing? Yeah. The thing on the first episode of the season that becomes because Drea got voted out best case scenario for her, because that becomes an idol, but she has to use that idol at this next tribal council. It can only be played up until the final six. Omar is feeling on top. Also after achieving his plan to vote out Drea, we're going to be talking a lot about Omar this episode. Spoiler alert. Um, let me see what else we got here. Omar is currently gunning for Mike and Jonathan, and this was a big talking point. And before we get into uh, later on in the episode, Will, your boy, Mike, you've been sticking with them all season long. He's still there again. Spoiler alert. Sorry, people. Why are you listening to this? If you haven't seen the episode, that's your fault. <laughs> but your boy, Mike and Jonathan are being looked at as like the, the two threats here. So what is your opinion about these two men and their positions in the game as we, we got along in this episode? I mean, I think they're not, I mean, Mike's, I don't know. I don't get why Mike's such a threat. Honestly, if I was on the Island, my biggest target wouldn't even be Jonathan. It'd be Lindsay. Why? Lindsay is a comp beast. Uh, she consistently gets second in the challenges. Uh, spoiler alert. She beat Jonathan this challenge. She's, Shown to be a really good strategic and social player. If I was on the island, I mean, this might be, you know, yeah, a couch survivor talking, but I wouldn't vote Jonathan because Jonathan's such an, like a huge shield and he's not that likable on the island. Uh, it might like, I, cause he's kind of arrogant. He's kind of cocky and he comes across kind of poorly, but Lindsay's like, Oh yeah, whatever you say, we have to do this, that, the other thing. Um, I, I never understood the whole reason of like, Oh, we gotta, you know, vote out Jonathan and Mike. Now, I get why Omar wouldn't do it because Omar and Lindsay are tight and Marianne was tight with uh, the whole uh, talk. Um, but like Romeo, Mike and Jonathan, you know, I feel like they should be worried about Lindsay, not Omar, not not Marianne, not Romeo, especially not Romeo, but Lindsay. <laughs> who? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> Lindsay is. Uh, yeah, you bring up Lindsay. She's kind of just being the that castaway this season that is playing like a really solid social game. 
and playing a great physical game alongside of that. But as you stated, no one's really paying attention to Lindsay. She's kind of like just under the radar. And I'm starting to get this feeling. Sorry, Lindsay, I'm going to end up cursing you here. I'm starting to get this feeling of is Lindsay going to make the final three and have a real chance to win this season? Because it just doesn't seem like anyone besides Jonathan. We've seen Jonathan like, okay, we got to get Lindsay out, but they've got some personal vendetta going on between them, whatever mm-hmm. it is. Um, but is she just going to squeak by, make the final three and have a real chance at winning this thing? Part of me wants her to win, right? I also want Mike to win, but another part of me thinks she might get, she might get fourth mm-hmm. because she's not shown as much as Mike and Marianne. And I think I'm, Honestly, of the five left, it I feel like it might be Mike or Marianne, which is funny because, you know, they're the youngest and the oldest left. But Lindsay, I feel like, would get shown a bit more, you know. And I know we probably made that same mistake with Erica last season, but I just – because I love Lindsay's game. We just don't see Lindsay that much. But we mm-hmm. see the effects of her game. Um, But, I mean, she if she makes Final Three, I think she has a really good shot to win. <laughs> Moving on uh, to what we saw kind of post-tribal here. Um, There's a lot of plans all episode long going all over the place. We got to get this person. We got to get this person. As people really try to navigate and discover their best path to that final three that we spoke of there a second ago. Um, So like we said, Lindsay's kind of targeting Jonathan. She, She was pretty much all episode long. Mike is targeting Omar. Um, also brings it up to Marianne how dangerous he is. And Mike's mm-hmm. a smart guy. I thought this was great on Mike's behalf because even though Omar felt like he played Mike, he he even brings it up saying, you know, I'm going to get Mike out of here. I'm just keeping him close now because Omar had that play. He told Mike about Drea's knowledge is power advantage. And then Mike handed him the idol. And then Omar hands it back to Mike. And he's like, Mike's going to be like, worshiping me now he's going to be following me because i saved him in this game and stuff like that and mike is like no i'm not a sucker i know omar's gonna cut me loose the first chance he gets so mike is playing a very smart game and he's not someone that you're just gonna push over um he knows what omar is up to will he knows that there's some back plan here that omar has which took me by complete surprise let me tell you because i thought mike would be like omar is the best save me like this is great now me and him final two but i saw some like real strategic strategic top the strategic chops from mike this episode and i feel like he's starting to become an actual survivor player not this guy who wants to be all loyalty and you know a guy stuck in the 2000s but a modern season 42 player which is just so great to have i love it i, I love mike <laughs> i lo- i absolutely love everything about mike um, let's go ahead and get on to, oh, I, I don't want to miss this. So yes, Lindsay wants to go Jonathan because she yeah. doesn't want him to start winning more challenges. Jonathan and Mike are talking about the whole Omar situation and Omar actually walks up on them, which has to be the most awkward thing ever in survivor. I was so worried that he was going to hear what they were saying. I actually don't think that he did. But I mean, we start yeah. we start seeing the Taku four, which have stuck together throughout the entire game. Uh, I can't remember who makes this line. I think it's Jonathan who says it is time for the Taku four to break up. 
we the Taku four is not going any farther in this game. How impressed have you been with those four to stick together? We saw them back when the tribes were happening. Those type four saying, you know what? We're going to work together. We're going to have each other's backs. And this has been kind of boiling up for weeks that they were finally going to break up. But how yeah. impressed are you this far into the game? Those four have kind of stuck it out. I mean, I'm, I'm impressed by that. I'm even more impressed that no one pointed them out as a clear alliance of four. Because going into this episode, there's only two people who weren't a part of the Taku tribe, which is Mike and Romeo. And you'd think they'd be like, huh, it's kind of weird how everyone on Bati and uh, Aika just got voted off. Like, you know, should, should we be a little worried about that? But no, they just they are like, okay, Omar, whatever you say, or Mike, or hi, you know, we'll do whatever you want. Um, but I think Final Six is a great time to like break up the alliance because they made it really far. Um, and I think jo- I think it was Jonathan, and I think he made a really good point about like, yeah, this is where the band has to break up, you know? It was uh it, it's really hard right now, Will, to tell who's playing uh the best game. Between these final six, I, I saw someone on Twitter say this might be the first final like six in a long time, besides Romeo, um, who everyone has a, a has a case to win the game. Let's get on to the reward challenge. And I am so happy to see another reward challenge. I love them. I want to go back to old survivor where we had reward challenges every single episode and every single episode had like an excursion that uh, these castaways went on and stuff like that. Cause they are really huge part of the game. And when it comes down to who you take with you on rewards, that's a big part of the game. Unfortunately, we found out that season 43 is also going to be 26 days. So it does look like we're sticking with that moving forward, which not happy about that at all. Um, but this reward challenge, it you have a choice here. You get, I'm not going to say the word right. So I'll just say, Grilled chicken and veggies, which should fill you up more. Yes, exactly. Or sweets, chocolate cake and cookies. Well, I was instantly thinking no brainer for me. I'm taking the chicken and veggies. And I know some people are out there are like, you're not going to say that when you're out on the island and starving. No. Do you understand how much chocolate has to mess with your stomach when you haven't been eating? You have to be like, you got to be miserable all night long if you eat like cake and cookies and stuff. I mean, I'd like, I'd, you know, uh, go a day without eating. And at night, I'm like, I just want like grilled food. Like, I don't think about wanting a chocolate cake. I want like food, like sustenance, you know? Yeah. Um, And I really like the caveat with this twist where you can get the savory food, but you can only bring like two other people or you get the sweets, which is less filling and like less favorable, but you get to bring more people and make more people happy. I think it, yeah, that is a really good like, call and response or not call and response but like a good caveat because you know the no-brainer was to get the savory option you know well omar ends up winning that choice that you say and Mm -hmm. i was torn he makes the right decision it makes sense to pick the sweets and bring three people along because you're making three people happy and comfortable instead of two which is always better make more people feel comfortable uh but then you leave he he ends up choosing uh he chooses romeo marianne and mike and his reasoning are romeo has a nothing marianne needs some food she deserves something and then mike also needs some food which yeah i i understand where omar is coming from i believe him but at the same time everyone needs to eat so i hate the excuse of 
we need to get people who need to eat and stuff like that. I absolutely hate that excuse. But did he make the right decision with who we brought here, leaving Lindsay and, and Jonathan to go back at camp? Obviously, while they were back at camp, they still aren't working together. They still are at each other's heads. But was this the right decision by Omar to choose sweets and then to choose these three castaways to go with them? I mean, yes and no. I think uh, he could have brought Lindsay and replaced him or uh, replaced Lindsay with like Romeo or maybe Mike or not Mike, Mike. Uh, he had a separate Mike and uh, Jonathan. But again, I don't like his reasoning because it's, it's very fake. We all know it's fake. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't buy him. Oh, they need to eat for a second. I think honestly, he just wants to build rapport. Like if Romeo were to get voted out in like a freak catastrophe, you know, then Romeo would be like, you know, um, Omar gave me food, it, you know, it said like I needed food and I was starving on the island. That might be like why Romeo would vote Omar uh, at final tribal council. Um, I know he b- brought Mike to just try to like get in his ear and say like, hey, we got to vote out Jonathan, whatever. Uh, Marianne could be replaced with like Lindsay. And I think it would just have the same effect um, because I don't think Jonathan was in Mary Ann's ear the same way that Mike was. So I don't think it'd be too scary to leave Marianne with Jonathan. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he could have just brought, but I think overall bringing uh, Romeo and Mike was a good play and leaving Jonathan behind. There's Randy. Are those Christmas pants? They are Christmas pants. Yeah, bro. It's May. <laughs> uh, hey, it's, it's Christmas all year, right? Christmas all year. You don't like it's them? Christmas somewhere. I like them. It's just, it's just May. Have we been here, brother? <laughs> they are Christmas fans. Yeah, uh, I'm leaving this in, by the way. What happened is I forgot to plug my computer in, so I went to grab it real fast. And Will saw my, like, best thing about Zoom is you can wear, like, whatever you want a lot of times. And, yeah, so I'm wearing Christmas, like, PJs with, like, Santa all over them in May. Yeah. So right. no, don't eat, no care in the world. Um, one more thing I want to talk about with this reward challenge. We see again that Jonathan really struggles at puzzles. That was a big question I had because he was in the lead. I was like, is Jonathan going to be able to do this puzzle here? Um, and then we get when Omar wins, Jeff is talking to him and Omar brings up his, his niece who didn't feel like he would be good in the challenges and stuff. And then Jeff, Fourth, the new fourth wall breaking Jeff that we have all come to know and love looks right at the camera and talks to his niece, like is talking directly to her. Uh, I hate it. I'm okay. sorry. I hate it. It was it's cute. Yeah, it's cute. Like, that's cool that you're talking to her. Like, I'm sure that's awesome. And Omar probably loved it, but it's getting too far. And, yeah. and, and this isn't going to be the first negative thing I say about Survivor this episode, but I think Australian Survivor mm. has ruined me just because the last season was so good and took me back to what yeah. really Survivor is all about. Um, and I'm, I'm done with the fourth wall stuff. I really am. And I think it's going to continue because I think Jeff is so in love with it. <laughs> but I think I'm not the only one, Will, who's done with yeah. it. Yeah. Um. Let's see here. I mean, I, I see you. Oh, sorry. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. What's that, Randy? Oh, okay. Yeah. Tell you, like, I, on one hand, I get why, because I feel like Survivor's trying to rebrand itself as more of like a family adventure rather than like, you know, survival vote offs. Um, and I feel like they're trying to market it more towards children as well. 
And I feel like they're just trying to get the younger generation, you know, with casting a lot more kids, like allowing 16 year olds to apply, which was a really cool move on their part, by the way, not biased. Uh, <laughs> um, and I think uh, like the game within the game, like I think and I think Jeff Probst just loves like having young fans because uh, like we saw this back in like season seven where like a kid submitted a uh, design for a challenge and they used it because it was cheap. But it's also very like ham fisted in a way. Because, like, I don't know who Omar's niece is. I don't really care about yeah. Omar's niece. Like, for, like, no, if it's Omar, Omar's a cool guy from what we see. But I don't care about his niece. <laughs> like, yeah, let's get uh, to the game. Let's watch. <laughs> I'm, I'm here to watch Survivor. My little I, I, brother- <laughs> oh, sorry. Go ahead. I, I'm, just, I'm just super worried. Like you said, it's cool that they're trying to integrate kids and stuff. But you still have a whole, like, fan base. Yeah. That started season one back, you know, 2019-99, whatever it was again. You have this whole, like, older fan base, older than myself, yeah. like, way older than myself or Will, <laughs> that you're just kind of making this awesome show that you've had this historic show. You're just kind of dumbing it down to kids. It's almost what mm-hmm. I'm feeling like right now. And I just don't think it's the right move. I think kids can appreciate. I mean, we're talking kids who play, like, Call of Duty, Grand Theft Auto, and, like, literally knows know their first curse word by the time they're five um so like i it's it's a different era i don't think you have to dumb down survivor mm-hmm. and make it you know survivor 43 teletubbies edition it's <laughs> a really start liking the show it's just it's it's starting to piss me off to say the least um but will you have anything else to say on this, oh. this kind of fourth wall breaking subject so my family was watching Survivor. My 10-year-old brother was watching. And my mom was like, you hear that, bro? He's talking to you. And pointed to my little brother. And he just slammed his fist on the table and then walked away. <laughs> so I don't think kids like that. I mean, I can't speak for everyone because my little brother, you know, he doesn't like the whole ham-fistedness. But yeah. I agree with you. Like, you know, when I was 10, you know, I watched Big Brother. I didn't watch it to hear Julie Chen go like, oh, you know, 10-year-olds are the future. I came to watch people rip their throats off. Yeah, you know? yeah, that's the whole point of the show. Yeah. Oh man, we could probably talk all day about the 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 stuff we need to change about Survivor to get back to what made it such a good show. It's still a great show. There's still yeah. some great stuff about it, but there's just go back to what made you guys so good. Yeah. Um, so we start enjoying the reward challenge. Romeo finally gets to eat. That's good. That's the one thing we see of Romeo this episode. Enjoy that. <laughs> we see him talk a little bit. Um, toughest thing to do is picking a reward challenge. I, I, I don't want to say that lightly. That is, in my opinion, one of the toughest things about Survivor is making those decisions. Who goes on with you on or who goes with you on a reward and everything? I mean, that's that's game changing. That is game altering and sometimes game uh, destroying at times based off the yeah. selections you make. Jonathan knows that him and Lindsay are not on the same page. They're back at camp talking. He brings up, uh, he brings up a couple names. I I can't remember the main one he was talking about. I think he brings up Omar or Mike. It was one of those two. Mike. Um, Mike. Yes, he brings mm-hmm. up Mike to Lindsay, and he says, "You can tell that Lindsay and I are just trying to lie to each other." And Lindsay's not buying it at all. She's like, he thinks it's going to be Mike tonight, which is awesome. It's going to be Jonathan. I really want to know what happened between the two of them. Because it seems like ever since Drea and Marianne's powerful moment on the show, when Jonathan um, accused Drea of being aggressive, which wasn't his 
shining moment, most shining moment on the show. Um, but it seems like ever since that moment, Lindsay has wanted nothing to do with Jonathan. And they were, this was a pair that early on in the game were working very closely together. Um, yeah, I have no idea what happened behind the scenes. Um, and another thing too, it could be Omar, uh, because we heard Omar say that he wanted to split Jonathan and Mike. Omar could have been like, I kind of want to split, um, Jonathan and Lindsay, uh, and we just didn't see it. Or it could be from that tribal, um, which again, like I, I wanted to root for Jonathan, but like, again, it's hard to root for him in that moment. I hope he learns from like the whole tribal and, you know, it turns out to be a growing experience. Cause you know, we're all, you know, we all make mistakes. We're all ignorant. It's just a matter of growing from our ignorance, you know? Um, so, and we might never know, it might take, you know, Lindsay, we might have to bring Lindsay on or Jonathan on the survive now podcast and be like, yo, what happened between you two? Uh, hopefully we can get them on. That would be amazing. But well said, Will. Well, well said beyond your years, by the way. You always surprise me. Um, I'm the melon man. <laughs> exactly. Um, so then we get this, a couple scenes of everyone walking around trying to feel each other out. Mike um, goes to Lindsay and says, am I safe? And Lindsay gives a very vague response. Kind of like, eh. We're going after Jonathan. Okay, if Jonathan wins, am I safe? Yeah, uh, you're the next threat behind Jonathan. <laughs> so she gives us like very vague answer. And Mike even says he does not feel comfortable at all moving forward. Uh, and then Mike and Omar speak to Marianne. But Marianne wants to take out Omar. She starts noticing that he could really win this game. He's a serious threat moving forward. Mike tells Marianne about Lindsay's idol, which kind of upsets Marianne um, because she thought her and Lindsay were very close. And we get this line from Marianne. She, what was it again? She, she wants to, can't remember the line word for word, but she wants to prove to people she's not a goat. Yeah. Yeah. She wants um, to prove to people. So, Will, I ask you this before we get on to tribal council later, which was, uh, yeah, which was a barn burner. <laughs> if we're talking goats um is mariana goat in this season i i can't tell um she's not like a if she is if she ends up to be a goat she's not a bad goat she's not like a philip shepherd goat if she if she ends up being a goat if the jury just w- will never vote her i'd put her in the league with like xander like super likable super rootable but just couldn't get the jury to vote for them um However, I think I think Marianne has a fair shot because as we're talking about Lindsay, I notice a lot of like cracks in her game. Like they're starting to form with her, like not being able to give a straight answer to Mike. A simple lie could have been like, Mike, you'll be safe. It's going to be Jonathan, if not Jonathan Romeo. That could have been like the one thing. And Mike would have been like, OK, that's cool. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then like Mike going to Marianne about Lindsay's idol. You know, it shows a lot of cracks and Mary Ann could use those cracks. She's shown to be a really tactical player, even for her age, because honestly, I doubt it. Mary Ann just because she's young, which might be unfair, but, you know, young people just never do good on Survivor. Yeah. Um, But if she ends up being a goat, if the jury doesn't like her, then I don't put her in the same category as like a goat. I put like a goat, you know, just like someone who uh, had a fair shot, but just mm-hmm. couldn't get the jury to vote for them. It's it's tough for me. I have not liked Marianne all season, really. I'm sorry. There's just some people you don't connect with. I know I'm going to get a lot of hate for that. 
I just haven't really been a big Marianne fan. She's awesome. I love her energy. I'm sure she's an incredible person out in real life like she is in the game, but I just haven't really liked her game and haven't really seen her as a winner myself, but I wouldn't call her a goat. I mean, if you compare her to Romeo, Romeo is a goat. All right, Romeo make if Romeo makes it to the final three, he might as well not even say a word because like it's just not happening. No offense, Romeo, I, but uh, I want to get Romeo on the podcast. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll have to eat my words one of these days. I I keep <laughs> saying every time I say I'm not a Marianne fan. When we eventually get her on the show, it's gonna bite me in the butt, and I'm gonna have to apologize to him blue in the face. Um, but I don't know. I don't see her really as a goat. She's just not someone that I think should win the game. But she definitely has the jury talking now. We're, we're going to get to that a little bit uh, later. So let's get to the immunity challenge. And Will, um, I got a rant. I got a Randy rant. rant. Uh, I'm, I'm going to try not to yell in my <laughs> microphone. I am furious. I am tired of the survivor challenges. Yeah. I am so tired of it. Come on, CBS. And I'm posting this on our Instagram page, this specific segment, because it needs to be said, and I am tagging CBS in it. Do you guys not have televisions? Watch Australia. Watch South Africa. Do you see what they're doing? Do that. I have seen this staircase challenge and where you have to get the balls up the, the rung and that ball puzzle, whether they're together or separate, I have seen this version of this challenge somehow at least five or six times. And I'm sure it's probably more than that. I'm probably selling it short. And that's not even the only challenge this season. Let's talk about the immunity challenge where you have to spell it while you balance. Let's talk about that spinning challenge that you did earlier on in the episode. Do you guys not have the brains to make up some unique challenges? I saw a season of Survivor Australia where they had the contestants swimming against a current and you had to like stay above the current and basically whoever fell back the farthest was the one who lost it was like awesome using the elements of the show and stuff you used to have people running in the jungle you used to have like trivia where they had to run and get stuff and then answer a question like you used to have people fight when why don't we have them fight anymore in u.s survivor where are the mud pits where like where Oh my gosh, I could go on forever. I'll stop it. I'm sorry if I just blasted your ears, <laughs> but I am so mad. Jeff, did yeah. you just like, did you lose your creative side? Like what happened? Did COVID take your creative side away? What happened? Ah, oh, man, Will, any, anything to add? I'm furious. I saw it was the staircase and I have about lost my mind. Okay, so I will always defend this season because you know, this was filmed in uh, 2021, thick of COVID. And I expected this to be a pretty close replication of season uh, 41. But yeah. the one thing that scares me about Survivor and the future of Survivor, and it was a quote by Jeff Probst in like, like a random YouTube video I saw. But he said, like, the beauty of the game is you can have the same challenges, the same twists, but bring in different people and it'll be a wildly different game. And we saw a little bit of that um, this season with how, like, how things were different. But I th- we just need more different challenges. We need something different because I get them staying in Fiji, but there just needs to be something to break the monotony because you can bring in, you know, random people all you want, but there's not going to be any difference if, you know, you have the same overall theme, the same twist, the same challenges. There needs to be something that's different. 
Um, and there's still like old challenges that you can bring back. Bring back those old endurance challenges. I know Abraham gave a pretty sound reason as to why they don't do that anymore, because you know, like everything is so timed and in a strict schedule. But I feel like fans would be thrilled to have people just chilling on a buoy for 10 hours. You know, it's an easy challenge to produce. You just bring buoys, you know, and you just yeah. record it. You know, I just I never understood why like they have and it's always the same thing. It's always like physical thing and then you spell a word puzzle or you do a puzzle or you roll ball on a hill you know or in a hole i want like so, like i love that one uh survivor australia challenge where it was uh the tribe endurance where the more people that like go of their rope the heavier it became where we saw ben just be the machine like bring that for american survivor it's such a good and simple challenge like i don't want these like overarching crazy challenges where you have to like you know do a somersault and then get a skateboard and do a kickflip and then you know raise just grandkids just have something <laughs> simple and easy that you can do you know every few seasons it doesn't have to be every season it doesn't have to be like one and done but just have something other than the same like 10 challenges <laughs> And uh, yeah, definitely something new. And I know we've heard it before. I I, I think Tyson's brought it up uh, a few times. Um, someone did at least. And I know multiple people have spoke on it. Jeff doesn't like to sit out there either for like 10 hours watching a challenge. I know he hates it, but like even the challenge that happened last week between Lindsay and Jonathan, it lasted 13 minutes. Yeah. And you go back to Christian Hubicki, who competed on that same challenge. And I'm pretty sure it lasted well over an hour. Oh, yeah. yeah and so then like, you go back ten to season 10, and they did a challenge where they're on a buoy for 13 hours just chilling. You know, exactly. Like, like, like Survivor Jeff- Amazon, where they're just standing on top of a pole. Yeah. There's no like there's there's because that's the big thing, too. I feel like CBS and Jeff and everyone at the Survivor team are trying to make these challenges as even as possible. OK, we can't have you know, we have this new casting where we're bringing in more a more variety of people and we're not bringing in just the hot women and the hunk men anymore. We're bringing in like people of all, you know, shapes, sizes, all all that like freaks and geeks. Exactly. Exactly. So they're trying to make it as even as possible, like we can't do physical challenges because then the nerds don't have a chance to win. And we can't do puzzle challenges because then the big guys don't have a chance to win. So we're kind of combining the two where you have to have strength. And like, I, I, I get that, but that Amazon challenge that I was talking about, that's a great way to combine the two. There's no mm-hmm. physical part of it. There's no, like, it's not something where your body's being torqued or torqued on or anything. There's no physical part. There's no mental part. Stand on a pole. Yep. If, if you get tired, jump off. But there goes your chance of immunity. Those are like the best challenges. It's like that challenge you brought up with Australia. Everyone worked together. Everyone has their hands on, you know, on the logs. And Ben wanted immunity more. Yep. That, it had really nothing to do with strength. I mean, it did with Ben, but it was teamwork and it, it needs to change, CBS. Yep. That's that's the last thing I'll say. You'll be getting a very angry Karen email response from me, CBS, about changing the <laughs> changing the challenges. But let's with the memory challenges. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's something anyone can do. It's something the viewers can also do. It can be a game within the game because you know when I was watching like old Survivor seasons, I always try to play along with the challenges. Yeah, so, like yeah, I memorize do too, them. Yeah. 
you know, that can be a thing. Think about the old challenges. I mean, this goes farther than just immunity challenges. This goes to reward challenges, right? We're just doing like obstacle course and stuff. Remember when they used to do like Home Depot is going to, so you have to build a bathroom and then whoever builds the, the better bathroom gets like an amazing shelter or something like, no, I don't want to see that every time, but we saw some iconic moments with that. Remember when Rupert wanted to build in the sand and everyone's like, no, that's stupid. And then literally the guy shows up to grade his hut and he doesn't even like look mm -hmm. at it. He kind of touches it a few times and then walks away. And Rupert's like, yeah, he didn't like it. Like stuff like that. Or like, as you said, the memory challenge where it's kind of like go fish. And it's like, you have a container in front of you and you're like, Hey, Hey, Heidi, do you have a shell? And she's like, I do have a shell. And then whoever yeah. gets the most items, like something unique like that, like there is more stuff than just obstacle courses. And oh, I yeah. know, and balance challenges. And that's, I know Jeff knows that. I know the survivor team knows that. And even if you don't, even if you brought on someone else from, you know, some different writer, some new design team or whatever, even if this is the new era of survivor and you have all new people, Watch some TV, watch Australia, watch New Zealand. Yeah. Look what's making them so popular and, you know, add that to the U.S. version of the show. And do you know one challenge I've wanted to see come back that was only there like three seasons? What? It was the one challenge where Jeff Probst would like take the guys on uh, in the forest at like midnight, give them a story, and then they would um like the they would have to like answer questions based yes, off the story. Yes, yes. We had so many good moments from that, from season one where we had Rudy just kept saying, I don't know, and running around. <laughs> we had Stephen Fishback uh, lying to Abby about the, the arrows and the archers. Like, we had so many good moments, and that's an easy challenge that anyone could do because it's all memory-based. You know, you don't have to be, like, a super geek to do it or a big old jock, you know? God. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying if it comes down to, and it, it will never, and I'll watch both of them. I love survivor. You know, Will and I we're here to chat survivor. We're not here to just play kind friends and, and survivors, the best show on television and nothing's wrong. We're here to critique. We are here to critique. Exactly. And if it comes down to, I'm watching the U S version of the show live, or I'm watching the Australian version of the show live currently in the current state that both shows are in, I am choosing Australia over us and i'm gonna record the us version and watch it later sir yeah so, I'm, I'm a similar boat it's like put it in terms of for will and this is the last thing i'll say on it i know everyone's like jesus like move on from the challenge um but will is more we're gonna start covering big brother this summer and i know will is so excited to cover it um because yes, you're more of a big brother fan right you started yeah. you prefer big brother I started watching so, uh, in 2013. Oh, wow. I was so imagine if Big Brother like got rid of I'm trying to trying to think what's okay. even similar. I was going to say like the the power of veto, like oh, they changed yeah. that up somehow. I don't know. I've only watched a few seasons, so you're probably going to be better. But I, it, this has to be similar. If Big Brother made like a crucial change like that or just kept doing the same exact thing, it, it wouldn't yeah. be interesting. Yeah, I th the thing with Big Brother is that there's a lot of, like, repeat challenges, uh, but, like, those challenges are always, like, challenges that fans always want. Like, the OTEP challenge, the wall competition. Uh, love OTEP. The yeah. hide-and-go-veto challenge. You know, th those are competitions that fans love, but you know why people love those repeats? It's because they have, like, 
40 challenges they have to go through. So there's bound to be repeats. And the fact that Survivor or the Big Brother still has like new challenges and Survivor stuck with the same 10 challenges for an entire season is just silly to me. And yeah, I do agree. It's like if they change um, the veto. So now um, you can't use it on yourself like in season three. Yeah. You know, it's like, what? Like, it yeah. makes no sense. Why are we making the change? But that that is our rant. And and I hope you enjoyed it and 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 bring back the survivor auction while you're at it because I miss it yes. and I want it back bad. All right. Uh Don't what are we advantages? About? Yes. And and start giving them like cars again and, and stuff like that. Oh man, we could go on all day. Uh Lindsay oh, wins yeah, immunity. <laughs> it comes it comes down to uh Lindsay and Jonathan on the final puzzle and they're neck and neck. And uh, I love the line. Jonathan drops his ball and he goes, shoot, Jonathan, you idiot. (laughs) Comes down to Jonathan. Lindsay, Lindsay, you know, wants to beat Jonathan really bad to uh, vote him out. And she does. Lindsay wins immunity. This would be her second immunity, individual immunity win. Her second in uh, three weeks for us. It would have been like a week for them. Um, Back at camp, everybody is targeting Jonathan. It looks like it's going to be an easy vote. Um, and the consensus at first is Lindsay with her amulet and immunity idol. is Obviously, she doesn't have to use it on herself, so she's going to use it on Omar to save him. Um, and everyone looks like they're going Jonathan, which told me very early on, okay, Jonathan's not going home because it can never be that easy, Will. yeah, It can never be that easy. And we see Jonathan and Mike speak about voting out Romeo because you know yeah remember Romeo um he's still in the game um so, so will what what was going through your mind watching uh, all these talks break down is there anything in particular you want to shine light on uh, Marianne knows Omar could win this whole game so she thinks it'd be smart to take him out and we'll get a little bit more into that right before we talk about tribal but is there anything in particular you want to point out here about all these talks going on before tribal yeah, so I think my favorite part about this episode is how Mike originally went to Marianne and said, hey, we have to vote Omar. And I think that kind of made uh, Marianne convinced, like, yeah, Omar is the right play. But then after the challenge, Mike's like, okay, no, we got to do Romeo. And Marianne's like, no, look, we are voting out Omar, whether you like it or not. It's not based on your game. Like, trust me, we're voting on Omar. And it, it brings me back to this, the quote she said earlier, which said, uh, caterpillar to butterfly. And, you know, I know the editors like to use a quote. Um, and at first, you know, people, you know, I thought it was just, oh, okay. It was just something she said about Omar and it's about Omar and that's it. But I really think the episode title was about Marianne. It was, it was a, it was a huge episode for Mary. It was a, a very good episode and it was her extra vote that, you know, she had full control of her extra vote. That is her her vote. And she's like, no, this is what we're going to do. We are going to do it this way. And Jonathan and Mike were fighting this the entire time. And I'm just thinking in my head, like you are coming down to the, to the tail end. And I know you want to take who you want to sit next to. You want to advance Brandy? them farther in the, Oh yeah, I'm here. Okay. Good. Yeah. <laughs> we you just, lo- you froze you, for me. You froze on my end. So I don't know what exactly we got there. <laughs> I'll have to, I'll have to fix it all in editing. Um, we missed a little bit of what you said, but I heard like the beginning of it and the tail end of it. Um, but no, great. It was a great episode for Marianne. And mm-hmm. I was just confused why Mike and Jonathan were 
fighting this so much because Omar is a huge threat in the game. I don't think it really hurts their games at all. And they're like, no, it's got to be Romeo. It's got to be Romeo. Just be happy. You're about to make it to the final five. And especially if you're Mike with an idol that you can still use to get you even farther. I would be all for this plan that Marianne has, has laid out for us. But I, I, they would be on edge with the whole uh, Omar plan because don't forget, Lindsay still has an idol. And Mike is under the impression that if Lindsay won the challenge or Omar won the challenge, then Lindsay would play her idol. Because today was like, I think that, that was the last time she could use her idol. So why she didn't play on Omar is surprising. Um, she should, I, I don't know. I feel like she should should have gave the idol to Omar maybe. But even then, like I still, like letting go of Omar then still was a good play because if she played the idol on Omar, then they're a super tight duo. If she gave it to Omar, then Omar gets a point for like, being manipulative because Omar is like this mastermind God. Um, so I, I, but I still see why Mike and Jonathan would be worried because again, if uh, Lindsay played that idol on Omar, then one of them would be gone. So I think they would just rather vote out Rome, uh, Romeo. That way they had that um, protection and they didn't have to worry about the idol. You bring up her not using the idol. And I also think it's weird because she states the reason she doesn't use it is she's like, let's keep our alliance kind of hidden from everyone. I won't play the idol. So then no one sees us working together, which makes sense. But I mean, the number one thing that you know about this game is anything can happen and you are guaranteeing safety to your ally. If you make that decision and going into the final five, I think there's still plenty of room to maneuver for you. Even if everyone knows you're kind of working closely together. Plus now you just have a souvenir. It's not like she can use it next week. It's it's not like holding on to it get, gives her some extra bonus money in this game or whatever. So not using it really doesn't do anything for you, and it ends up costing you a huge ally in this situation. And now you just have this nice souvenir. Like, congratulations. <laughs> so it was, it was definitely weird. Going into Tribal, it was either going to be – the question was – is Mike and Jonathan going to go with Marianne and vote uh, Omar, or are they going to stick with Romeo? Now, what Marianne did great here is she went to Romeo and said, vote out Omar. Because that's a big thing that we see a lot of Survivor contestants not do. Romeo is, no offense, in the game like a nobody right now. Like, just go pick him up. That is a number that you can use. Romeo's mindset right now is, if it's not me, I'm for the plan. I don't care. And yeah. we can just, first off, I think it's funny. It starts raining at tribal council, which happens so many times. It's perfect. I love when it happens. It's like the survivor gods are, you know, raining down. Um, but the votes go like this. Romeo gets two votes from Mike and Jonathan. They stick with their plan to vote Romeo. Lindsay doesn't play our idol. And Lindsay and Romeo vote for uh, John or Lindsay and Omar vote for Jonathan. Or was it Mike? Jonathan. Yeah, it was Jonathan. I'm at the wiki. <laughs> and then Romeo, uh, Marianne, with her two votes, mm -hmm. vote out Omar, voting out, in my opinion, the person who was above and beyond, way better strategic, strategically than anyone else in the game. I I've been saying for weeks that no one is holding a light to Omar, but I was nervous. I literally told someone, 
I'm worried that Omar is going to be the Ricard of season 42. Someone who's just dominating the game he was. and just gets blindsided. And yeah, he was. And, you know, props to Omar. He he says, wow, that was really well done. Well, well done, Marianne. Um, real quick, Will, before we kind of wrap up here and talk about what to expect with the final five and break them down and uh, how the vote played out. I saw someone on Twitter say this. Tiffany from 41 said it. Are people getting too nice on Survivor with their exits? Drea was like, ah, oh, you got me. Ah, oh, good job, everyone. And then obviously kind of outed everyone. But then same thing here. Omar was like, ah, oh, you played me. You got me. Do you enjoy people just being, you know, kind spirited and saying, ah, oh, you got me? Or do you like it more when people are kind of petty and pissed? I, I like it when people are pissed. I mean, like, as from the big brother fan in me, because I love for just like drama and just people screaming at each other. And I, I even I don't like Drea's uh, last words. I think they were like it's in it's in the game for a reason. And if you are a good enough player, then you could you would be able to circumvent like having people like drag you down. But I also know like in orgs, especially uh, people use their final words to just like bash on people and like. I'm like, bro, you're out of the game. Shut up. <laughs> but, <laughs> but if I got voted out, honestly, I wouldn't be happy. I wouldn't be like, yeah, good job, guys. Y'all voted me out. Woo. Yeah, I'd, I would I'd not probably, be saying be that now. Crying or just extremely pissed off. I'm not going to be like, good job, guys. Let's go. Woo. I don't think I'd say a word. I might on my way out, maybe if I can think of it in the moment, turn back and say, it's been an honor. It's been a journey. Kill it out there. Something like that. Like, I respect that side of Survivor when someone just kind of turns around and says, it's been an honor, guys. Can't wait to hang out afterwards. Like, something like that, but then walk off. This whole, like, I have to go hug everyone and high-five everyone and stuff. No, pick up your torch and get your ass out of here. You can vote it out. <laughs> but that, sorry, this, this show's going to be rated R. I'm still furious over the challenge thing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, put that on a t-shirt. Uh, Will, what are your final thoughts on Omar here? Because I could go on. He forever he played an outstanding game and if it wasn't for marianne pulling off this great move which props to marianne give her a round of applause because i think i posted about it on twitter could this be marianne's winning move could i mean that's a huge yeah. move omar is going to be the type of person who goes to ponderosa even though we don't get to see it he's going to go to ponderosa and he's basically going to tell everyone marianne did that move i think he's going to hype marianne up so that's why I'm feeling, is this her winning move? Because I could see Omar playing uh, a cheerleader for her at Ponderosa. So what's your final take on Omar's gameplay? And what do you think about Marianne making this move? So I remember at the very beginning, I think in our preseason thing, I'm like, Omar is not making it far. You know, Omar is just going to like get voted out soon. Like, I didn't take him seriously at first, but then the more he played and the more he like, from merge on i was like go omar you are amazing at the game please you know give me an autograph follow me on instagram um and then it took until like the drea vote for me to be like all right omar chill, like chill out i like everyone else too like i loved watching his gameplay and he was a like a godfather in a and he played in a way that you wouldn't expect from looking at him when you think of a godfather you think of like you know boston you know boston rob tony vlacos you think of like these like macho men and then here's old Omar, you know, not too good at the challenges, wearing a big old ostrich shirt, like controlling the ever. Uh, I think it's He's, an emu. Isn't it? Oh, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> you should be one to respect those like 
Imagine if someone calls an alpaca a llama. I he know. Would be irate. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. No. You rocking that emu shirt. I might buy one later. But and um. Yeah. It it, it was amazing to watch it. I loved his gameplay so so much. If we can get him on the podcast, that would be so great. Um, uh. He is a. He follows us. He's followed us all season, yeah, and he is a friend go. of the show. So let's go. I am looking forward to. I mean, he had legendary. I love the Godfather connection. Omar, if you're listening to this, can we can we make you the new godfather of Survivor in this new era? Because let me just say, I think that emu shirt was perfect. Everybody is going to remember that. And, you know, we've heard this before. Some people, you know, Survivor kind of picks what you wear out there after you give them a few choices. Not Omar. And yeah. (laughs) And I I think I think that's going to be a shirt that everyone remembers. I think it I think Omar is definitely going to play again one day. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think he's going to be the new Rupert to an extent of he's going to wear that shirt every time he plays that big, bright yep. orange emu shirt. And it's just going to be so iconic. Um, That's his Boston hat. <laughs> exactly. If, if Katie Tedesco art, who we have a great partnership with, she makes the survivor cards. If she doesn't oh, cool. make the survivor card with an emu on his shirt, what what is she doing? Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so iconic. But do you think Omar is going to be back and play the game again? I think it's not a matter of like if Omar wants to or not. It's just a matter of Survivor will allow returnees. I think if Survivor's ever like, Omar, we want you back. Omar was because he loves the game from what we can tell. Like this is his dream. And he played every single day to the fullest. So I think if Survivor ever asks him back, he'll be like, all right, count me in. Give me my emu shirt. Let's let's go. (laughs) Um, And uh, oh, Jesus. And again, that's his tie-dye shirt. That's his Boston hat. That's his um, like little hat that Penner had. You know, that's yep. like when we think of Omar, we're gonna think of that emu shirt. And when we see that emu shirt, and when we see emus, we're gonna be like, Omar. <laughs> Give me a rundown real quick of Marianne's move here and her game and how much it meant for her possibly winning yep. the game. Um, that one move alone made me think uh, Marianne had the second to worst chance of winning to the best chance of winning the game. Um. I think, honestly, that was the move she had to make. And again, she went from the Caterpillar to a Butterfly. Because what she did as well is that that like that move was originally Mike's idea. If you go back to the episode, because he put it in her head. Mm-hmm. But what Mary Ann did was she made it so that Mike cannot take credit for the move. Because it wasn't Mike's move. It was his idea, but Mary Ann was the one who enacted it. Mary Ann was the one who put it into motion. And Mary Ann was the one that got Omar out which I think lowers uh, Mike's chances of winning while increasing her chances. And I think that is honestly like probably the defining move of Survivor 42. Let's talk final five real quick. Uh, We are down to the final five, which is crazy to think that season 42 is already close to coming to an end. By the way, after the season, we get to go into a nice off season, which is going to be amazing for, for Will Abraham and myself. It's been a busy time between Australia and U.S. Survivor, we've enjoyed every minute, but we'll have a nice offseason until Big Brother and Survivor South Africa begins, Ooh. where we'll be right back into podcasting. Um, so your final five, Marianne, who has stuck around, has been very energetic all game long. She's got uh, one of the best hearts in, in, in the game. Um, she's just a lovable person and finally pulled off her really first huge move of the game, but not to mention she's found multiple immunity idols an extra vote as well. She has come to play. She doesn't want to be looked at as a goat, 
Mike, the lovable fireman, the old guy doing it for the old guys, um, was able to fought, was able to fight off the Vatu tribe when they, it was just a mess, was able to get through the whole Daniel and Chanel fiasco voted off high after high was kind of playing him and stuff has kind of bounced around trying to find his niche. And every time he hooks up with someone in an Alliance, uh, they look to, you know, turn against him. He survived Drea's power. Um, knowledge is power advantage. He's found, he's got an immunity idol in the game. So Mike's been playing well as well. We get to Jonathan, Jonathan, who is not everybody's favorite, right? He said some stuff in the game that a lot of people in the real world do not agree with, but let's not forget. Jonathan has been beasting up the challenges all the way back to when we were doing tribe challenges and just carrying his tribe. The other tribes were going, I wish we had Jonathan on our team. Mm -hmm. Um, So he's been beasting up the challenges all season. He hasn't been the best strategically, but he's still in the game and he could definitely win his way all the way to the final three. And I would not want to go up against them in a fire making challenge. We have Lindsay who has found multiple advantages as well. She got the amulet on day one with high Andrea outlasted them to make that a full fledged idol. She's won two individual immunities going head to head with Jonathan and about everyone, everyone she hasn't won one has pretty much gone to Jonathan um, has played a great strategic game. Will Jonathan, her hatred for Jonathan, be her undoing? We'll have to find out. Um, and then Romeo. So, Will. <laughs> uh, oh, uh, Romeo, you know, he's always on the bottom. Um, he eats rice. He hangs out. I actually feel really bad for Romeo because. I do, too. He's getting a terrible edit. Romeo, I'm does, so sorry. Because yeah. he seems like a funny guy, you know, back in like old tribes when he's like complaining about Roxroy. And he's like making fun of him. And, you know, he always just seems like some guy who like wants to like play the game, but everyone's just like, no. And he lasted, he lasted longer than Drea, who we thought was like his main alliance. (laughs) But, but Will, final five. uh, I know it's getting really late here and you got to probably be up early. Um, But give me your final three and who wins season 42. So, I'll just rank them all real quick because I think we all know where Romeo and Jonathan stand uh, at the bottom. But I think it's Marianne, Lindsay, Mike, Jonathan, Romeo. I think uh, Marianne wins the game. I think the only because I think she's shown her maturity throughout the season, uh, which was like the only like turnoff because that's what we saw with Xander last time. And, you know, I'm dating myself here, but we saw that with Fabio. Um, thank you. Uh, and Survivor uh, Nicaragua. Nicaragua. Um, and then we have Lindsay, who I think the only reason why like, I'm not 100% with her is just because of her edit. I know we saw we said that with Erica, but um, I think Lindsay could just pull it out of nowhere. I think she's played a really good under-the-radar game, and I think if it's not Marianne, it'll be Lindsay. And then Mike, honestly, I'm not too high on him. However, I think he has a better shot than Romeo and Jonathan because of he can say, like, hey, I was strategic when I need to, but I don't think he's able to, like, voice his game because he's been kind of cut third for a guy who preaches about loyalty mm. so i i think my fear with jonathan or with mike is that he's going to go into final tribal council and like say like i was loyal to those who were loyal with me which will turn off high because high was loyal to mike but mike burnt uh high you know mike burnt uh lydia uh mike burned everyone that was close with him and so it'll make him seem like a hypocrite kind of like judd from um survivor guatemala um and then Jonathan, 
I'm not too high on him just because he has a niche and that's it. Like he's just the comp comp beast. I do think he was kind of smart when he was talking to um, Lindsay uh, and the edit show that Lindsay kind of just bought into Jonathan being dumb and then Romeo <laughs> <laughs> and then Romeo. I'll just put it out there to wrap us up here. I think the final three are going to be Marianne, Mike and Jonathan. Marianne and Mike said uh, they called it the bookends alliance. We didn't get to that earlier, yeah. but I like that name. You got the oldest contestant and the youngest contestant. And I think My the stress. final, I think Jonathan is going to go. Uh, I think he's going to be the next one to go, or he's going to go the at or the, the final four. Yeah, exactly. Although if Jonathan makes fire making, he will be in the final three. I'm saying that right now. So I think he's got to be the next person to go. And then I think Romeo gets booted. Um, and I think Mike will use his idol successfully. And I am going with Marianne wins. I agree with yep. you, Will. I think I think she'll be the youngest winner ever in Survivor. Uh, let me. I th- I think I'm still might be Fabio because I think Fabio was like 21 during Nicaragua. Would it still be Fabio? Uh, because she's it, 22, isn't she? 22 or 23? It depends. Based. Um. Yeah, she was 22 on the island. Let me let me pull it up real quick. Nic- Nicaragua. Um. Fabio was 21. Oh, okay. So, so Fabio, Fabio would, would still be the youngest. Yeah. I well, she'll Fabio. be one of she'll be one of the youngest winners. The third uh, youngest. So. Third youngest. Third. Who was second? Uh Jenna Maraska. Oh, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Or and Sophie Clark as well. Oh, so she'd be fourth. Yeah, I forgot about Sophie. Okay. I didn't know I yeah. couldn't remember Sophie being that young when she won. I think it was also the time when they were out on the island. Um because I think uh, both sen- uh, Jenna and Sophie both turned 22, like, postseason. Oh, while wow. Fabio stayed 21. So. Okay. So, yeah. Well, but she'll be top five. She'll be one so of the. Top five. One of the youngest. Yeah. But it'd be awesome to see Mike win. I think everyone has a chance except Romeo. Romeo, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I mean, I said that about Heather in season 41, and she ended up having, like, the second best chance. So we just uh, don't know. Yeah, you never know in the game. Romeo still has some time to make a huge move. He might but... get Chanel's vote. Yeah, possibly. Maybe. <laughs> but thank you guys so much for joining us today. Will, thank you so much for staying up late with us and, and being my co-star here. Actually, the main star. Don't forget our Survivor recap of the finale will be next Friday, not next Wednesday. Because Abraham will be in L.A. I'll be down and out after surgery. So I'll be a little loopy, although that would be a fun show. Um, Very fun show. (laughs) Make sure to check us out on Instagram and on Twitter. On Twitter, at Survivor Now Pod. And on Instagram, at Survivor Now Podcast. If you're watching this on YouTube, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Hit that little bell to get notifications. You never know when we're going to go live with a former castaway. Um, You can catch Will and I's uh, personal Instagrams on a survivor now podcast's instagram page as well will is there anything else you want to say before we log off here man nope all good uh there's one instagram account i want underscore saving underscore bruce underscore page uh it's a really cool instagram that i kind of run so follow that wait say it Uh, one more time time. you kind of lagged out there say it one more time Official underscore saving underscore Bruce underscore page. Official saving Bruce page. Uh, it's a cool Instagram account, cool band uh, that I'm in. So yeah, I've been keeping, I've been keeping touch. I gotta hear you play sometime, man. Yes, sir. Uh, 
so any support over there would be greatly appreciated um because my instagram honestly is just dead most of the time it's just concert stuff (laughs) (laughs) definitely go check that out for will and check out our main podcast page as well on instagram at reality randy that's going to be the hub for all of our podcasts don't forget as well that this podcast is still the survivor now podcast but we're in a huge hub now which is reality randy and this summer we're going to start covering uh big brother for sure i'm in talks to cover the bachelor with some of my friends and stuff yeah, I, I enjoy a good Bachelor, Bachelorette from time to time, Bachelor in yeah. Paradise. And I then just you love Big Brother. <laughs> yeah, I, I I do love Big Brother. And I just started watching The Circle today. So if I can catch up on The Circle, I definitely want to do a Circle podcast. So we continue to grow every day. Thank you, guys. And I mean, it's all because of you guys. We cannot thank you enough. We are so appreciative. Will and I have just been blessed to be on this journey and talk with Survivor Castaways. We got oh, to, yeah. I mean, we got the chance to talk to Brad and, yeah. and Tiffany, and it, it has In been a journey, Will. I mean, it's just crazy to look back at when we started oh, yeah. this and see where we are now. But in, in the end, Will and I are just super fans. <laughs> that is all we are right now. Bro, I don't even do anything. I just get invited to a Zoom me and I talk about Survivor. It's mainly <laughs> Randy that does all the work behind the scenes. Oh, man. It's just, it's an honor every day. So thank you guys again. And we'll catch you next week for the finale of season 42. Woo. Boom. <laughs>